0: Howdy doody. Welcome. Hello, Emma. How are you?
1: All right, Rodney, how are you? <laughs> <I'm all right. laughs>
0: we've had our pre we've had our preamble conversation. So yeah. um we're doing it. We're doing it for real now. So you know what? I, I've stayed off of Twitter because of the derby. And
1: I think a few people did, about. you know. I stayed off, I stayed, I off.
0: I stayed off. off, I stayed off, I stayed off, I stayed off. We're going we're gonna to get into that and a few other things. Hello and welcome everyone, this is On the Loft Pitch, I'm Rodney Cyrus and I'm joined by Emma from MCW Fancast, always good to see Emma. We're going to go over the last round of WSL games, slight different with uh, in terms of how this little episode will go. Uh, when we finished our WSL chat, we will go then go into a little bit of the FAWC chat, which I already have uploaded and you'll see that afterwards so it won't be live it will be a pre-recorded video that you'll see but i've got a review for all of the games particularly the game that i went to which was against london city lionesses versus watford which was very interesting but we're going to get into all of the wso now uh you know there was so much to talk about the fixtures manchester united manchester city the derby um chelsea and their struggles aston Villa. I don't know what happened there. Brighton, I don't know what happened there. Reading, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> Birmingham City, I mean, I don't know what there. I mean, like literally some of the fixtures, you just think, how did that, what, what, where? Uh, but I think it's only fair. I think it's only fair, fair indeed. Um, let me start with the game, which which held the nation's attention. The Derby. Now, mm i listened to your podcast emma and i listened to you you were you were you were hoping for a point
1: i was hoping for a win <laughs> no, i think you
0: were saying that through gritted teeth let's be honest let's be honest hoping for a point mm. hoping for a point um hello craig craig's in the house he said early start caught him by surprise apologies um you know you try to get in there early um were you really hoping for a win come
1: on. um yeah i th- i kind of feel like we needed the win um i think it was imperative really given mm. how far off the pace we are in terms of the points that we've already dropped mm. um i know obviously you know the title is out of reach now you know mm. um but top 3 uh, isn't and i think it was it would have spurred us on a little bit had we have been able to to get the three points at LSV. Um, the way the game the play the way the game played out itself, um I'm happy with the point on reflection. Um But I felt and I, and I think Gareth spoke about it in his his post match as well that had we have had you know 11 players on the pitch. Oh, oh, oh. who's think, was that? Well, that's to understand what it's for, isn't she? She's a bloody liability. <laughs> um, but you know uh, that. Yeah, we'll get onto that. I'm sure. But I think um, we could have potentially found a way to win. But again, these derbies, there's nothing to separate these two teams. And I think more so in that game itself. You know, um, shots on target, possession. Um, you know, it, it was 50 50. You know, it was a, a real battle between two really good sides. Um, and I think for the neutral fan, um, it was quite an entertaining game as well. And it, it broke records, didn't it? On the yeah. BBC, which is also great to see. So, yeah, yeah um, I think quite pleasing. Really for for both teams, I think United probably would say different. Obviously, you'll probably tell me that now. But well,
0: well, I, I've got to be honest, right? From a Manchester United point of view and a neutral point of view, if you could say I'm neutral, being all the way down in the south, you would have to have gone into that game feeling that Manchester United had the upper hand. Yeah, everyone knew about the injuries Manchester City had. Everyone know that had had already seen and witnessed some of the displays that the team had put forward. And the goals are conceded. The lack of cohesion, the defensiveness from the manager and some of the quotes post-match comments just didn't fit with what fans saw. So, from a Manchester United point of view, that's that's like vultures flying around a dying body. They're just waiting for it to come along. They're just waiting to come along and, and pick the pieces. That's before the game kicks off. The game kicks off and it's a very different feeling. Man United don't press high. They drop off. Manchester City look comfortable on the ball. They allow Greenwood to come out, you know, consistently bring the ball out from the back, knocking it long, spraying passes out. Next to Jill Scott, who doesn't really know the position that well. So from a tactical point of view, Manchester United got it wrong. And they didn't actually make a change until the second half. But Manchester City got it right in terms of the way they played the game. But they... Going a man down or a player down, um, I would say definitely a red card. Definitely yep. a red card. No um, about you, can't argue, you just can't argue with tackles no. like You just can't.
1: I mean, I, what I what I don't understand is we were so far away from the actual incident itself, and we all knew it was red. We all yeah, knew yeah, it was red. Yeah. How is Gareth Taylor stood like feet away? And seeing that as a yellow, I mean, obviously he watched it back, changed his mind, but in in the instant of it happening, how do you not see that as anything but a red? I don't understand. Well, I think the,
0: the immediate defensive position was to defend the player, which, I, you know, you can understand from a manager. That's what a manager does. Uh, Craig has put, he goes, a loss for United would have been catastrophic with City's injury crisis. And Craig is absolutely right. For me, this game was an, an indicator of two teams. One on the verge of basically saying we can punch our way and get into the top four or top three, you can't. You Mm. can't. If you can't beat a City team that's like literally walking wounded and patching players up and putting them in different positions, you can't. Mm. From Manchester City's point of view, the heart, the desire, the level of skill on display with 10 players shows me that that game was the beginning of better things for, for City going forward because there's a cohesiveness within the unit. So as a neutral, you've got to look at those things and say, from Mark Skinner's point of view, that was the game that would have defined the season for Man United. And people will go, oh, what are you talking about? It would have, because you you actually would have said, we're going to beat a team that has been in the top flight for a long, long time. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to destroy them at home. Just couldn't do it. And what I don't understand, and I, may, I got something quite wrong at the beginning. I look on Twitter and it looked like Janine Becky was at, at at right back and when I looked again on Twitter it's the way they'd set it up on the screen and I kind of misread it with my dyslexic eye but 30 minutes in she's playing right back mm. against Leah Goulton who I thought was going to take her to the cleaners.
1: Oh she was unbelievable, Leah Goulton. I, I just,
0: when you talk about like getting, having to eat your words and a lot of humble pie, Janine Becky yeah. playing in that position was just absolutely fantastic on the mm. like, It's almost...
1: There were some really good, like, battles, you know. I'll
0: ask you this, Emma. Wouldn't it have been better to have started with her there and and Georgia stand way further forward?
1: This is a hard one, you know, because for me, I prefer Janine up front. Mm. Um. But it's not because I feel like she's got more quality than Georgia. Yeah. And I, it's hard to... It, I've not really been overly impressed with Georgia, um, if I'm honest, oh. in, in last season, this season. I kind of feel that she's kind of plateaued a little bit. Yeah. Um. But then she's not really had the opportunity to be able to to play in a preferred position and show us you know, what she can do. I mean, you know, everyone Everyone knows Georgia Stanway for them sort of moments out of nothing where, you know, she can, you know, shoot from distance and she has a spectacular goal that, you know, is remembered for, you know, you know, seasons and, and one thing and another. But for the amount of opportunities she has trying to have those moments, do you know what I mean? I don't think the return is as good. So no. I, I just think I mean she's good in so many other ways, but yeah, it's a it's a strange one. Um obviously the most frustrating thing at the moment is that we've potentially got two centre backs again that didn't feature Alana Kennedy, Ruby Mace. Um don't understand what the thinking is behind that at all. Um Gil Scott did a great job, don't get me wrong. Um, yeah. you know, she was she was pretty much one of the standout players on, on Saturday for me. Um, you know, she's she really stood up and shown, you know, how much of a key part of the, the city squad she is in terms of that experience and what she can bring and you know how she can drop into those roles and do her bit uh, and is quite happy to do it as well and give it her best. Um and that is that's shown definitely, especially on Saturday. I think yeah. it's just a, it's just it's just hard as a city fan at the moment because you know you, you're frustrated because you know you've got players that you're not getting the best out of because they're asked they're being asked to do obviously to fill in positions um, that is you know they haven't got experience in and you know you, you can't sort of begrudge the players for that. Um, You've just got to respect the manager's decision on it, but yeah, the sooner we can get some get some more players back, uh, I think the better it will be for us.
0: Yeah, I mean, look for, for Manchester City's point of view. That result, playing away from home, ten men, an hour to go, a draw, absolutely fantastic, and not even a nil-nil. Emma, we're talking about two goals each.
1: Yeah, and
0: that, that says something.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think as well, I, th- I think we've seen a bit of character in that performance as well in terms of the full time result you know going behind you know we've had so many disappointments already this season and it showed true character to obviously find a way back into the game um Jess Park was brilliant when she came on in all honesty it was actually Jess. I, I actually thought Jess Park had scored the goal it wasn't until i got on the bus on the way home and everyone was like no it was ellen white because we were we were obviously behind the shot and yeah. it just looked so clean when she hit it. I just yeah. automatically thought it was straight in. Um, so we were celebrating before, obviously, we realised that it rebounded <laughs> in there. Uh, Ellen White had tapped it in.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> the, 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 you've got to, you know, fr- from a neutral's point of view, I'll say I'm not here to 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 bang the drum for Manchester United, which I could do. I've done previously, but I'm not going to. I just think from from a tactical point of view, you're playing against 10, ten players. It wasn't until Staniforth comes on, goes into a more central position, occupies the midfield, allowing Galton more space on the flanks to get going. Up until that point, Janine Becky just said, No, you're not doing anything. Mm.
1: So. Do you feel great. like you just started? Sorry? Stanley Force, do you feel like she should have started the game?
0: Well, it's not even so much started the game. I mean, I look at it and, you know, I'm a real fan of, um, God, how can her name name escape me? That's really terrible, you know, midfielder. Hey, lad. Mm. uh, Doesn't start. You know, comes on, minutes to go. And I'm like thinking, well, what's the purpose of that? Do you want to win the game? Are you putting on another centre-forward? To go forward and, and occupy an already depleted Manchester City team, so that their their, their back four doesn't feel comfortable on the ball. Best part of an hour, uh, um, Rusev was up there on our own doing the pressing. No one's going to join them because United looked like they were worried about being you know caught out on the break. And that was with that was with eleven players. Then he went to ten, and it still didn't change. Didn't mm-hmm. it? Didn't change for a considerable period of time. So. You know, for me, you need goal scorers in your team. For Manchester City, like I said, depleted squad, lots of injuries, 10 players, both your strikers score. You know, Shaw looked injured from the first 20 minutes, carried on. Ellen White comes off the bench, gets the equaliser. And, you know, on any given day, probably, City could have probably gone on the one and Man United could have probably gone on the one. So, you know, even in terms of of the result and point, but to step back and look at the league as a whole, Manchester United—they cannot honestly think that was great to play ten men, play against ten men for an hour, and come away with a two-two draw at mm. home. Just, just—it's just impossible. If that was any other team, and you said that was like against—no disrespect—it was Leicester or or Reading. And they did that. Everyone would be going ballistic. But because this Man City, there's a little bit of leeway. And I'm not thinking, no. Manchester City were literally, they were almost like Deontay Wilder. They were out cold. Injuries, 60 minutes, 10 players. You've got to take, <laughs> I'm putting two strikers on. Your back four is not having time to come out. I'm not allowing Greenwood to have time on the board. I'm going to i am gonna force them to knock it long or give it to Jules Scott and we're going to press high. That's what I want to see. Didn't happen didn't happen so and uh, um, you know to be too analytical in a sense great game great for the fans great to see good football on tv good publication but publicizing good to see people local in the area in the preamble video i saw natalie i couldn't help but smiling loved our neighbor I thought, it was so say. funny it's so yeah. funny i thought it was brilliant i thought it was absolutely brilliant It was top marks um the only thing I can complain about is that you know they didn't ask me. They didn't ask you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they could have. Yeah, they could have asked a lot of people. I just think, you know, in terms of the goals, that was
1: I amazing. thought it was
0: great. It was a good. It was a good game. It's a good game as a neutral, even. But to to look at it forensically, for a better word, Manchester City will feel a lot happier about happier about that, and they they can see this as the beginning of of, of literally going forward and getting stronger. Manchester United are gonna to have to say, look, we played against 10 players in our own backyard and we just couldn't take take all three points.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and, and 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 forensically, what didn't they do right? That's the that's the question that the manager has to look at and say, you know, um we need to change these things. And it's not as if these players are new to the league. They're not new to the league. They've been around a while now. It's been so I know that Manchester United get a little bit of leeway because they're new to the league. They're not that old, they're not that young anymore. Leicester, who we can talk about in a little while. Ooh, um, they're young. Mm. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, right, let's go through the other games. Let's go through the other games. Um in fact, you know what I want to ask you? Obviously, we're not really talking about the Champions League, right? We're not. But you did see the Champions League games. yeah?
1: Sort of. So...
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, in, I'm in not all...
1: hurting Rodney. I can't. Yeah, I know, I know.
0: <laughs> it not... doesn't even look,
1: exist look. anymore.
0: You, you didn't even make these <laughs> stages. So you... Say.
1: You
0: just let it go. <laughs> just let it go. <laughs> um, for everyone who watched the zone. Um I mean, you've got big props for the zone because they had different YouTube streams, different commentators' languages, etc., it's fantastic. But just for the football itself that was available for us to see, it's it's for me, and this is I want to ask you, do you think that the media in this country around the women's game have hyped the WSL up too much in comparison to what's happening in Europe?
1: Ooh, it's hard to say, isn't it? Because we've been so because people for so long have been trying to plug this brand. Yes, it is too soon. <laughs> too bloody soon. <laughs> um
0: good comments, Craig.
1: But this this is it, isn't it? Like we've been taught like as Craig will probably know as well, you know, we've we've been talking about the women's game because we see it as a a really good brand, a really good product that deserves to have a platform to be seen yeah. by many Um and now it's coming to fruition a little bit and I suppose with all the hype of the NWSL players coming over last season and, and you know you've obviously still got Tobin now here uh, playing for Arsenal I think there's, there still is kind of like that kind of You know, we've got some of the best players playing in the best league, you know, and you've got for Sam Kerr, you've got Kirby, you know, we've got some top quality players, big household name that are really becoming household name, you know, players now throughout the country. So I maybe I maybe wouldn't say that we've overhyped it because I do still see it as a, a quality league. Um and but I feel like it is deserving of that kind of recognition as well. Um yeah, I only I, my big worry, my only worry that I have at the moment with the women's super league is how are we gonna manage come the winter? Where we have seen <laughs> we'll start laughing.
0: The Birmingham game at Birmingham's pitch.
1: Birmingham have fifteen games cancelled <laughs> Because they can't play it. <laughs> um, obviously, half that, half of that is down the, the reason for them moving to St Andrews. So, yeah. um, it, it, hopefully, the, the pitch is better, the facilities are better, and we can obviously get these games to go ahead. But I think the biggest the biggest test of WSL this season is going to be, come the winter, and how many of these games that perhaps we would have seen cancelled and called off last season, yeah. how Will go ahead and yeah. how much, how, how, because they won't want to dis- disrupt obviously the broadcasting.
0: Right. Well, I'll tell you what, for, for, for those of you who are not familiar with a, a, a hard concrete playground in your local primary school, they're always available should Birmingham's football pitches be unsuitable in the month of November and December. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Can you imagine limited.
1: your knees on
0: that? <laughs> <laughs> um, what I what I wanted to say about that was I, I do believe there's a little bit of hype, and the hype has to happen to to to, mm. get, to get fans engaged and people interested. I, I get it. Really? But I think once the players leave this island and and venture over to Europe and play the European teams, and this is something that happened in the men's game in terms of the media and and building the the, the teams up, when they say British teams, when you've got so many foreign based players, is that teams in Europe have a very different rhythm and a very different style of play and a very different tempo. And it was clear to see that there was the WSL and then there was Barcelona. Yeah. They are on a totally another level. And I watched that Barcelona women's team dismantle their opposition. Mm. And I thought, and I, I, I've been to Barcelona a number of times over the years. And every time I've gone with my partner, we've gone to watch a game. We've gone to watch a game. The first time we went to watch them, not the women's game, but the men's team. And the first time I went to watch a men's game, um, the forward line for Barcelona was Ronaldinho, Eto'o and Deco, right? That was their forward line. First time I saw them, and they have a sit, and it doesn't matter which team it is, they always play the same way. And one of the best games I ever saw played, and if anyone can find this game, 2009 2010, Real Madrid host Barcelona, and Barcelona slapped the crap out of them. And that's when I thought, wow, I've just seen how to play football. And I'm an adult, and I saw the women, Barcelona women play, and I thought they've been watching that game because the movement was. like, honestly, it was beautiful. It was mesmerizing. It was tactical. I, 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 to be a high-level a high footballer, I think you need to be a, a, a highly skilled dancer, ballerina, ballroom, say what it is. You need rhythm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't think there's rhythm in the WSL. There's functionality. There is formation. But there's no rhythm, and until well, is, they get rhythm, they're not <clears> going to compete against Barcelona. And that's that's I me mean looking at it.
1: This is why it can take players sometimes, sometimes to adjust um, to the environment and just uh, to adjust to the way that we play.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. You know, when they come over and play, and I, I, and then I won't say it was satisfying for Barcelona <laughs> to get a <laughs> result against Arsenal, but. What I will say is, for those that had something to say when we did get knocked yeah, out, right, it was kind of a little bit more satisfying. Do you know what I mean? Just, just because, I think a lot, a, yeah, a lot of a lot of fans p- perhaps will underestimate those kind of sides, and having had our fair, f- fair share of experiences <laughs> with them now, you know, yeah. it's it's fair to say that they they are. So certainly they'll say oh you know they they knew they're, new, they're an upcoming you know Real Madrid you know that they, they're just sort of finding their way but they they they've got the foundations and and they are implementing them in the right ways and you know they'll only go from strength to strength um and the the Champions League as a competition as a whole you know it next season, season after, will just become more and more, I think, of um, just like just like it is here for us now, you know, in terms yeah. of the Men's League, I think it will just become a, a, a massive competition that will be enjoyed by many.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I want to build on what you said before we go back to the WSL. The foundations are in place, yes, but like, when I say rhythm, when I say rhythm, people think, oh, what was he talking about? Barcelona have a style and pattern of play. It doesn't matter who the manager is. Mm. It doesn't matter, it could be Johan, go for any of the men's team's managers, they play the same way. So the Barcelona women have been told in non-certain terms, this is the Barcelona way, you play this Mm way, you don't play for us, Mm -hmm. that's it, there is a rhythm. So when we have a lot of fans say, the United way, or the DNA, or West Ham way, or whatever it is, there's no rhythm. Because everybody comes from Barcelona
1: where you come from.
0: Oh listen, they they they, (laughs) they adopted it from Holland. Johan, total football. They they fully embrace it. The name of the stadium says everything. The name of their stadium says everything.
1: I think I just I just think Barcelona, I mean, even in like recent fictions, I think they've pretty much played like the last few games, they were like eight. Were weren't they not like high scoring, like eight nil, like kind of just turning <laughs> over teams, slapping
0: people all over the place? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. There. It's 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 there. Anyway, look, let's get back to the, the WSL. Crazy...
1: So, just a little, just to yeah. add on to that, you know, seasons ago, they were the Leon. Do you know what exactly. I mean? And exactly. and everyone is say, oh, you know, can no one stop Leon? You know, yeah. Leon just you know they'll win every Champions League. They'll be, you know. But look at, look at where, where we are now, two, three seasons down the line. And, you know, these teams are, have stepped up and they're competing at the top of their game. And it's yeah. only going to get better.
0: Only going to get better. Only going to get better. Right, Chelsea played Leicester, right? And uh, they had a little bit of a scare themselves um, in their Champions League game at home. But it took them quite a while to to get the points against Leicester, who were visiting them. It looked like one-way traffic, you know, goals from Hardar and Kirby. Kirby's finish was absolutely fantastic, if you, you see it. But what, I mean, what do you make of not so much Chelsea, because we, we all know about Chelsea and they've got great forward lines going forward and the players like Kerr and Kirby, et cetera, and Hardar, But mm. Leicester, they, for me, they're in real trouble.
1: Yeah, and I'm quite surprised, to be honest. Um, I had uh, better sort of hopes and expectations riding Mm. on Leicester, if I'm honest. Um, You know, they've got such a good makeup, such good ethos. Um, Obviously, the way they played last season, uh, and just just how far they've come in terms of their journey, and you know, right the way through, have obviously stuck with you know those players that have you know, like Holly Morgan, you know, that has gone, I know obviously she's not really part of the team, but that set up Jonathan Morgan and, you know, those sort of players that have, have gone all the way through with like Paige, Bailey, Bailey Gale and yeah, all yeah. those players. And I was excited about seeing them and I've yet to see anything that really excites me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I, 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 I mean, <sighs> Paige, Bailey, Gale and um, Paul is on that, but they played on the flank. Not seen enough of these players. I don't know mm-hmm. if Paul's still there. I have to check to see if it's still there. But, um, Paige Bailey, go, yeah, still there. I don't understand how they had established players and they had an established way of, of, of and Paul's playing.
1: established players as well. Let's not forget, yeah, but, Having I mean, you know, like, like,
0: come on. We always used to have a little laugh and a joke about the old, the own goals theory. <laughs> For Abby yeah, okay. yeah we <laughs> to go over that again. But, you know, as I said Jessica Sigsworth spent the best part of I don't know twelve to eighteen months being not used, so mm. she's not no, played no, as a centre forward. Like,
1: but for me, I would be wanting more from her because it i kind of feel as though she's not got a point to prove with that you know no. she hasn't but it's her opportunity to show her sort of worth if you like i suppose you know getting the goals here here's what you're missing you know you didn't use me you didn't you didn't want me to play i'm now at that club that uh plays me week in week out and and this is what i'm do- doing and she's not really produced anything
3: not,
0: not produced, like, literally not produced, apart from not produced anything. I mean, it was one-way traffic from Chelsea. Chelsea really did kind of go for it, try to score. It, 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 they didn't get the goals until very late in the game, but there were no shots on target from Leicester.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: None whatsoever. And I suppose that is difficult against Chelsea, but you would expect something. And, and, and their position in the league is not great. And... You know, I don't. I honestly don't know whether or not they're going to get the breaks that they need to to, to kind of get the momentum going forward. I mean, that Birmingham are only a point ahead of them, mm. only a point ahead of them, but still, it's about are they going to get the? Who are they going to play? Where they they're actually going to feel that we're going to get a result? I mean, the next game is what it looks like. It looks like they're going, they're hosting Manchester City in the league. So I'm, I'm really worried. I'm really, really worried for them, really. And I didn't expect. I, I didn't expect this um, le- sequence of, of results for Leicester. I didn't. I, I didn't
1: expect them to maybe pick up draws in some of the games that they've played. Um, but yeah, the the form itself doesn't read very well, um, yeah. and it's it's going to knock the the confidence of the team. Um, you know they'll be thinking, you know, like you said, where which are the, where are the teams that we could potentially pick up points? Um, and it's going to be tough. It's yeah. going to be tough for them. Do you know what I mean? Um, I, I really don't know. I mean, obviously Birmingham have, you know, like you said, they they've sort of made a start kind of thing. But I I can't see Birmingham not sort of going to teams and and being able to not pick up points so it is a bit of a a bit of a struggle a bit of a worry for them um I didn't expect them to be sitting bottom of the table to be honest at all um and uh, and especially in in such sort of disappointing sort of you know results in terms of the score lines and and really not being able to sort of Contribute goals themselves, really as well. Yeah. It's sort of like there doesn't seem to be any kind of fight in there.
0: No, no there, there, there doesn't. There doesn't be for them. I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried um, for them. I mean, a great result for Chelsea. Kind of they get over their, their midweek, you know, heroics in terms of the Champions League. But it, within the league, they they march on and Leicester. We 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 hope. They get points soon. Obviously, I don't see it against Manchester City, but you just never know.
1: I'm not going to say anything because you (laughs) never know. know. And anything this season is that you never know. know.
0: Um, Let's let's. I mean, the, the team above them, Birmingham, right? They get a point. They they went to West Ham, and West Ham, you know, who had a really good result previously, will probably be thinking, "How did that happen?" You know, they, they go ahead, they score a goal in the second half, Claudia Walker. And then, you know, Louise Quinn, who who I will say openly, I've said before, is the defender that Manchester City really should have got. I'm just saying. Um, yeah.
1: Did you put that? I've seen that the other day.
0: Did you put that
3: on Twitter?
0: I did, yeah. Oh. I did. I, listen, you need, not to take anywhere away from Birmingham, I'll just say this Manchester City need a leader at the back. Need a leader. Um but for you Birmingham miss Steph. sorry.
1: I do miss Steph. Yeah, but
0: you know, Steph's not gonna no. be there for I
1: know this, I know this, but this is a whole other argument. Yeah. She's yeah. Missed. And she yeah. she people knock her so much and she's not, she's if anything, it's shown how much of a decent player she is and how valuable she is to that squad. Yeah, sport, yeah, That yeah. squad got any team.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Well look, West Ham. And this is where I've, I have a, a, a major moment at the weekend talks about possession. Possession is a really horrible stat. You can have loads of possession and do nothing with it.
1: <laughs> Are you taking the mic?
0: No. <laughs> I'm talking about West Ham. I'm talking about West Ham. I'm talking about West Ham. No, but West Ham had the bulk of the possession in this game and they end up with a draw. And, you know, they will feel that they should have taken all three points. And, you know, well, I mean, they had 65% possession, but they only had one more shot on target than Birmingham. They only had three shots. So, again, like I said, the, the possession stat is a kind of a, a bullshit stat. I'll say it, bullshit, it is bullshit. Mm. Um, I am not saying I'm worried about West Ham, but West Ham kind of like one minute they're great, the next minute they're thinking, how did that happen? I'm not sure. For Birmingham, they'll feel positive about the point. Definitely a point on, on the uh, away from home. It, it, it kind of takes them one point away from uh, Leicester, but there's still work for them to do. But they've got characters in that team that will fight for them to the bitter end. So, you, you know, things may change for them going forward. I'm not sure who that will be against, but um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting.
1: You see, I can ask this question because Ali's yeah, not here. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you see West Ham was a bit of um, a bit of a last season reading in terms of like blowing hot and cold.
0: Well, I would have said. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, I'm going to say that West Ham are last season's reading up until last weekend. I would have said reading was last season's Bristol. But they got the result. So I think yeah. everyone's taking everyone else. They're, like they've gone into their mum's wardrobe and said, I'm gonna put my mum's shoes on today and wear a jumper, see what it feels like. Um, just just try it on. <laughs> you know, what you do with your kids, you just dress up. I'm going, I'll go.
3: Oh yeah. I'll,
0: just... I'll never do dress up. <laughs> um, in the I work, I listen, I work in a school. Kids do dress up all the time, It's what they do. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, there is a there is a sense of that. There is a sense of that. For, I, I for... so, so
1: many surprises in this yeah. league at the moment in terms of the teams Indeed. and the, you know, and um, you definitely couldn't have obviously predicted, um, you know, where we're at. I mean, look at Tottenham. I mean, yeah. brilliant. Well, yeah, I mean,
0: I mean, let's talk about Tottenham, right? Tottenham, right, they went and played Brighton, right? And I, I actually didn't think this game would go the way it did go. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that, you know, Tottenham, good wins. You know, they're in the top three, going well. Brighton had a little bit of a blip. I thought Tottenham would go there and, and, and do well. But, you know, absolutely, it was it was a a, a gritty game, um, by all accounts, with uh, Rachel Williams being sent off. And I think Brighton, you know, go on with a plan against 10 men, or 10 players, should I say. Forgive me for that uh, you noun. Know. Uh, 10 players. Um, they they take all three points. You see, Man United, that's what Brighton do. They play against 10 players and they say, that's the advantage. And they only had, like, 15 minutes, not an hour.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Didn't have an hour. Didn't have 60 minutes to kill. Like, yeah, what are we going to do? For oh, Let's go for a draw. You know, not bitter. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Brighton, you know, sees that this is the thing. You're playing against 10 players and you think, right, you've got an advantage now, up the ante. Brighton do that, they go on and win. They score within the last 10 minutes. S- s- score within the, it, it literally took them less than 10 minutes from the player being sent off to go and get the goal. To, that, that wins the game. And therefore, mm-hmm. they then control the destiny in terms of the destination of the points. You know, I, I still feel um, both of those teams are going to do well in the league. I think. Yeah. Tottenham, you know, still in, still top three. I mean, they're third, 12 points. Brighton, fifth, nine points. It's it's still very early. Apart from Arsenal, who seem to have kind of started to stretch their legs on a long walk, there's they're the only ones really that are kind of starting to slowly pull away. But that will that could change when teams face one another uh you know Chelsea will be hoping that someone does them a favor when they play Arsenal, see what happens.
1: Yeah, oh uh, yeah. I don't like relying on favours. I don't like that term. Yeah,
0: you know that. Like, <laughs> but, really but, that, that, that that's the general that's the general um
1: yeah, like, fan, I,
0: I, fan discussion. We hope yeah. they don't lose. They're gonna do this. <laughs> they're
1: gonna uh, but, you know if you if you'll say like I, I remember um I remember last season when I I said I I think I wanted like Bristol to win, and I got so much shit for that.
0: Yeah,
1: and I was just like, "It's Bristol! Come on! What what threat are they to you? Like, seriously?
0: None at the moment. (laughs) They're in the the championship.
1: good underdog, mate. They're
0: they're in the championship. Um, Um, Lee Goldo
1: was amazing.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know? did, 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 did you see? I mean, I've watched not the, the the highlight show because I, I don't have Sky told you that. Uh, I went onto the FA player and I couldn't find the highlights for a particular team. couldn't find Reading's highlights at all. Hmm. Maybe I was looking under a different tab. Maybe I should have used Firefox or <laughs> Microsoft Edge. Say, maybe maybe there to.
1: wasn't any but
0: they won didn't they? they <laughs> I the mean they? like seriously <laughs> I mean I put a plea out. I've looked again. I'm looking online now to see if there are any kind of highlights for any of the fixtures. Yeah, it,
1: it took me a while to find um find City and uh, to find City and United.
0: Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm, I didn't
1: want to watch the whole match when I got back, but I actually that's what I ended up doing.
0: Yeah, you're better um, off doing that. You're better off doing that. I uh, and, and again before we go and you know talk about the other teams that, we, that we've got to cover in the WSL, this is the bit about the Zone. this is the bit about the Zone taking ownership and sponsoring and pumping in and putting not only just the money but the strategic Nuse behind the Champions League. They had multi-streams, dual commentators, different languages information that was there in terms of what the fans could do, any engagement, and it was on, it was fully controlled and engaged. And I'm not like thinking, okay, Reading, I'm looking for Reading. I'm looking on the FA player. I'm going backwards and forwards. Couldn't find anything. I scroll along, look at the tab, oh click on that of oh, Reading, and there's nothing there. There's something from like the 4th of October. I'm not like thinking, I'm sure they played on the 10th of October. Can I find it? No. Mm. Can't find it. And so when you know when we talk about you know The WSL being up there again. There's there's not enough for me, it's not enough to just say that Sky are sponsoring this and everything is okay, and Sky are putting putting this out on their platform for everyone. Great, not everyone has Sky. Not everyone has Sky. And if it's that it's it's just making me slightly frustrated. Was it
1: was it yourself or Craig? I can't remember. I don't know if Craig's still listening, but um Somebody said that they'd stop watching the women's football show. Yeah. yeah. And so, so have I. Yes. I think it's absolute garbage. <laughs> like the, the way they put it together, they could do so much better.
0: We so could much better. do so much better, Emma. Just putting it out there. We could do. I mean, the amount of effort it takes for us to do the things that we do, this podcast here, your podcast here, with you, every other fan podcast that takes. Time, we take yeah. the time, and we make mistakes. Don't get it wrong, but we do. We do at least we try. Yeah, at least we try. Um, You know, so in terms of the the, the fixtures for for Brighton, good win for Brighton. Unlucky for Spurs. Spurs, that you know, Brighton move up in terms of the league position, a fifth. Spurs still still going well. I'm going to try and get to the ne- the next Spurs game. Just so happens there, I think they're playing a team from Manchester. Not sure which one, but I'll I'll check it out. Hmm. check it out I'll check it out so it's the Reading game right the Reading game Um, I you know as out of the fixtures that really blew my mind it was this one I did not see this coming I had Aston Villa down to win and it, literally I just thought yeah it's going to be easy easy peasy
1: Yeah, I think um, potentially a turning point for Reading, um, which is what they needed. I think Um, against a good opposition in Villa. I mean, they can, you know, three on it thrown up there. Kind of speak three nil is a really good result, a solid result, clean sheet, plenty of positives to carry forward now for for Reading. Um, They really needed it. for whatever reason, again, really strange that um, they've not had a, a very good start. Um, but yeah, um, Aston Villa are doing well, aren't they? Um, it's, yeah. you know, it's Like you said, it's potentially surprising that they would not been able to get anything out of the game. But yeah. obviously, it just wasn't their day.
0: Wasn't their day? I mean, look, Aston Villa are seventh in the league on seven points. In terms of the stats, so this is the one thing that, you know, I mean, they bossed the stats. They had more than 60%, right? More than 60%. And I've said to you, in terms of possess- the stats, possession is the worst one. Reading have less possession, but they score three goals. So they make it count. They have three shots on target. They yeah. score three goals. There's no, I mean, in, it, they had less shots than Aston Villa. They had eight to Aston Villa's 12. It, 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 you know, you just have certain things. And I know a lot has been said for, about the goal scorer and Natasha Dowie getting the goal out of the three, a good finish. But for me, you know, there there, there was a driving force in, in that midfield um, that I thought was really, really key for them. And, um, you know, there's Rachel Rowe who got her, her goal, but Deanne Rose. Deanne Rose... Olympic gold-winning medal for Canada, lots of energy, direct running, key passing, you know, that that's what was really missing from this Reading team that we saw at the beginning of the season, who who seemed passive, who didn't seem to be on the front foot, who seemed incapable of stopping any kind of attack towards their own goal. You know, it, it was a very different. A very different feel from them and what I saw in the highlights in terms of them going forward and they looked like when they had the opportunity they, they took them and were very direct in their play and I think for, for Reading going forward for them to move up the league from where they are that 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 kind of performance is going to be key for them because yeah. they need they need to move away I mean they have three points you know Birmingham one point Leicester Leicester with zero so it's, as you say, it's a pivotal, pivotal result. Because I think at one point, someone, I'm not even sure, it might have been Craig or, or Shahan in the last podcast we did, talked about whether or not, you know, Kelly Chambers, could it, would it, would she have been there too long? It might have been Shahan. And I just thought, it's not for me to say. I think that's something that the Reading fans, are like, I've never seen any of the Reading fans on social media say okay. anything negative. No. Never. About the players, the manager, the director—absolutely the, nothing. So the, I don't believe that. Oh. I, I don't even believe I, I was good. Would have been qualified to answer that, or even try and put forward an Oh, I think that she. No, she this. I,
1: it's true that I've never never really thought about that, but I don't. Yeah. I don't think. I think there is a, a bit of a following on Twitter. I, I just. Yeah. There's certain teams that it's always really find, really hard to find someone to talk to. Um, yeah. <laughs> Redding is one of them. Uh, Redding, <laughs> Brighton.
0: <laughs> put it out there. Brighton fans, where are you? Redding fans.
1: Where are you? Yes, me, in yes, me, in um Biavigna?
0: Where's you Craig, Rasmus, hello. I saw you with your hello. Rasmus, hello. How are you? It's been a while. Rasmus has put something in the comments about Greenwood's show knows no loyalty. Everton talks about Rasmus in women's football that the, the word loyalty is is, is used as frequently as, as would you like a pint yeah it's just <laughs> it's, it's said all the time it's overused there is no such thing as a long contract in women's football Rasmus players move around yearly every two years it's just part and parcel because the league doesn't have the financial depth wealth stability that the premier league does or any of those other men's teams do which which have built their whole thing on loyalty. Loyalty is irrelevant. They're paid to do a job. They do the job, they go home. That's it. And as far as Greenwood, you know, playing for Manchester City, and I I really was upset when she left Manchester United. I like her as a player. I think actually playing centre-back for her is easy. I I believe that she could actually do a job for Manchester City. And even if Manchester City did play with a three and she was the centre of the three and she came out with the ball, it would probably answer a lot of their midfield problems. But I'm not here to coach Manchester City Rasmus. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Um, Craig has gone with a point. He said, I think it, I'll put his, it, like Craig says, how strange, still not there. Craig has looked for the Reading highlights. I bet he has. He has. <laughs> still not there. Uh, and he's also put uh, uh, the, the, the Kim Twins do it better with their championship highlight show. Yeah. They do indeed, they do indeed. I did see Rosie the weekend. Rosie Kipton, I did. Watford, I didn't call out, she was busy.
1: She's
0: always busy. I was busy (laughs) on the pitch. She was busy on the pitch. Now, um, before we kind of wrap up and do anything, I must say again, um, at the end of our little chat, myself and Emma, there will be an extended 30 minutes roundup on the championship. It's been pre recorded, so stay around, listen to that. I will be in the comments. So if you want to actually add comments, I'll be able to add them into the screen and reply to them live. Uh, it will allow Emma to go off and get her tea and watch something, and I will be able to have a drink. Um, but that's how we're doing it today. It's the way forward, it's the future. It's all technology. Hopefully, it'll work. <laughs> well, we
1: put on my head, all this, this stream, yeah. This is listen. Stream yard,
0: Streamyard, Melon, <laughs> Melon. Craig, Craig sent me a link saying try this Melon. I was looking, thinking Melon. Who's, who's gonna stream stream live from Melon? Um, I don't know. It's that, a good one, right? Okay, last game to chat about the Arsenal game. Now Arsenal top of the league. Um, they played Everton. I've I've got to be honest. The the the, the biggest stat for me that stood out was that Everton had one shot on target. That was it. I'll
1: take that into tomorrow's game. Thank
0: you. Yeah. No, just one, (laughs) just one shot. I just, I just felt. I, I mean, Arsenal have shown already that they are moving in a very different way than what they were last season. They've, they have the momentum already. They are, they are, they are acting like a train that has just left the station and they haven't hit top speed. Yeah. And when they do hit top speed, it's going to be frightening. Someone's really scary. going to get blasted. Yeah, someone's really going to take a pasting from this Arsenal team. Don't know who, but
1: they've already it, given a couple of good pastings. No,
0: they will. But I mean, just like, oh. a, like a like a proper pasting. This Arsenal team right now, they're looking scary. They look, did they, they have
1: they, a ten 0 us? Was it?
0: Yeah, but this I, I, look, it, you know. They had Paris. Paris up, was looking sharp up front. Uh, the McCabe finish, right, reminded me of Liam Brady's goal for Arsenal. That's how good. It, when I saw it, I was like, "Whoa!" Very little backlift, like bang. And I was like, "Whoa!" Swerve on that keeper. Really didn't know what to do. Arsenal fans will know what I'm talking about with the whole Liam Brady thing. Like the sweet left foot, just nice. Mm. Everton, just unable to cope, unable to cope with anything. Um Tobin Heath looks like she settled in well. And in terms of um Mannen, Frieda, Frida, who scored a really good goal, she looked like she had the freedom of the park because it was literally no pressing from a low block who no who did not block. Just it was just my it was like watching adults playing with children in football. It was just ridiculous. This is not the Everton we talked about in pre-season. No.
1: Nope. In fact, I am never ever going to say that Everton are going to do anything at all <laughs> because that's twice now. Yeah. I did it this season. I did it last season, and I said Everton will be the team to watch, and they just they just not. Where are they? I don't even. I, I, I
3: don't. I, yeah.
1: I don't where yeah. they've got a very good side with very good players. And they're just
3: not yeah. even
1: touching the surface, have they?
0: No, I mean look, great, great point by Craig. Like thank you, Craig. It says Everton have bought so many new players. Will Kirk get to see their transformation? I don't know if that's a, a kind of kind of roundabout way of saying, will he stay?
1: I think he's messed with it too much. I think mm. he's messed with it too much. You know, you think of the Everton that obviously the Everton of like toward the end of last season. Yeah. And then the business that he's done in the summer, the players that have stayed, the players that have gone, the players that have come in.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't think he's got it right. I really don't.
0: Yeah. yeah. He's he's not. He's not done it. He's not done it well. And it's it for them, it's not going well. And this isn't ever to, I mean they're not bottom of the league, let's be honest. They're still no, eight, they are still No. they they have got six points. It's not it's not that dire.
1: It but, isn't but we it,
0: spoke so highly about them before the yeah. season began. That's the well, thing. I,
1: I think sometimes, you know, it's like, is it that one where it's like too many cooks for the broth? Yeah. You know, is it, it is there too much going on? Um and and he's trying he's he's just got oh, I don't know. It it just it just seems like the players that he's bought in top yeah, really good players, no doubt about that. And I think that's what, you know, is surprising a lot of people is just that they're not able to to get those those results or even sort of like I said compete with the likes of like Arsenal essentially where you think that they where they could potentially
0: yeah I mean it, it it's it's not it's not too soon to say who's going to win the league but I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to say that a certain team who's at the front will win the league what I will say is that you know, there are there are teams close enough to Arsenal to make it really interesting.
3: Mm. Um,
0: you know, you know, Chelsea there, Tottenham, should they, they get a good result. Manchester United, Brighton. And I mean, even West Ham are eight, eight points. So that there, there are there are teams close enough. Aston Villa with seven. So it it, it just depends on, on on how fortunate teams are on the day.
1: Yeah, I mean There's, obviously, Arsenal-Chelsea, there's a lot more games to play in terms of Champions League this season. Mm. Um, Will that, obviously, impact the travel, scheduling, uh, rest and recovery? Um, You know, teams like Arsenal-Chelsea, City, you know, we all love the quick turnaround in games. They prefer it that way. Mm. Um, Arsenal, obviously with them with them being in the champions league this season it's the first time um you know because obviously they weren't in it last season so how are they going to manage and and keep up with that sort of scheduling of games uh, yeah. you know i'm i'm no doubt i'm sure they'll they'll manage their fitness really well no doubt about it I think it was a perfect response uh, against Everton in terms of obviously bouncing back from that game against ha- Barcelona. So, yeah, I think the manager will be pleased with that. I think the team will be pleased with that too and they can just carry that. They've got another, the next game is another Champions League game, isn't it?
0: Yeah.
1: So, yeah, it it is a bit of intense scheduling um, and it is a long season. Alright, there's not that many games to play, but you know, when you're competing in all competitions, it's still, you know, there's still a lot to go.
0: There is the the the, the point that I almost forgot to say. There are two things, and I'm going to bring up Craig's great point. He says skipping the group stage of the Conti Cup is big for those teams, and it is big. Yeah. Um, the Conti Cup is taking place this week. We're probably not going to see any games, are we? It's not going to be on the FA Player,
2: <laughs>
0: is it?
3: Yeah.
1: It's the same story every time with yeah. a And it, and, and every time I hope so much that it changes. Yeah. Um just let me have a look on City's website actually. Yeah, it's
0: not it's not gonna be there. And and it kind of it kind of goes into the point I that I want to end with.
1: good at, uh, good at like
0: yeah.
1: um showing the games, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. It's 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 the point that I wanna end with, right? Really, it's a question. Right. Thank you, Craig, for that. And um, that's a good that's a good thing about this. So this is the thing that's coming up. And clubs live streaming their fixtures for a fee. Now, the reason I say that, right, is I saw on Twitter. Um, where is it? I saw on Twitter, Lewis women. They said they were live streaming is moving to being owner-exclusive. Um, though with some of the matches still publicly available, so if you're an owner of Lewis, you can, you can buy part of the club. You can an annual subscription. Ownership is from as little as five pounds a month, it says, or fifty pounds annual, and they'll be able, you'll be able to watch the Lewis versus Palace game on Wednesday. You yeah. know, is, is this a sign? Is Lewis's approach a sign that? all of the things that we keep saying every year in the past two or three years and we talk about oh the Conte Cup is not been shown on the FA player why hasn't it been shown? that that teams have basically said you know what if you don't show it we'll do it and it and it and as much as I'm upset is it going to be the model that will help clubs be sustainable but at the same time will I then I for someone like me who wants to go and talk about every team I'm gonna to have to think. How am I gonna be able to talk about? Tech? Do I have to join every clubs and pay them, and pay them? You know, to 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 no, talk about the out. games and cover it. Or I know, yeah. I know we used to do teletext back in the day and just watch CFAX fax on the screen. <laughs> yeah,
1: bring back teletext. Everything. It was so much easier back then. <laughs> yeah.
3: You know. um,
1: I think I've just looked at City's website and there again they've got a, a subscription based service. Which okay, is so is TV. this the way forward? Yeah. Um, But we've had that for, you know, a while. I know. I remember there being something last season where Chelsea Arsenal wasn't shown, and there was a bit of uproar about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, And then,
1: but I remember then it was. I think it was something to do with Chelsea hosting the game. Everyone said it was something to do with a sponsorship because of it. Continental uh, tires.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. and then. (laughs) Um <laughs> what was the other thing um they'd said that they'd, they'd it wasn't to do with that in the end. they said it was to do with um that they have so many games that they're able to broadcast
0: yeah and
1: they didn't use that as one of their picks okay
0: right.
1: so i think there is a i think there's a lot of sort of mitigating factors about the whole county cup behind the scene like in terms of maybe broadcasting and all that kind of stuff and i think that maybe to a point that's why we only really get as far as like the quarterfinals the semi-finals and the finals being really broadcast which is a shame and like it really bothers me so much that we are not covering um or providing as much coverage as we we possibly can when the facilities are already there like what is what is the difference? It's a county cup game, but what is the difference? Is is it just the sponsorship? Like I don't, I yeah, just, don't, I, don't I don't get it at all.
0: The the will from us to talk about it is there. It's There, there is no question that we will talk about the fixtures, but you know, um, I hadn't envisaged using Twitter as teletext and CFAX, but maybe that's the way that I just have to spread myself thinly across a number of screens. Um Emma, I think we've literally covered everything for the WSL. It's been it's been good. I want to get your prediction before you go uh for your for your team's next uh adventure. adventure. You're playing playing Leicester. (laughs) Yeah
1: Leicester in the WSL. Um
0: score predictions.
1: I'm gonna, I want to say 4-0. <laughs> I good home win with gold tonight <laughs> to make up for the last few home games. That would be an absolute diet.
0: It's going to be funny. <laughs> it's going to be funny. Oh, God. Well, good. I, I, I mean, that's a good score prediction. I'm not predicting anything for any of the teams because I've just seen how things have gone. But I just wanted to get yours because I just, as you know, as I said at the beginning, I just felt the last game... With the draw and the derby it might be the start where city kind of click and say this is what we need to do and for leicester city i don't know where it's going to go for you in terms of 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 change of luck fortune and points but uh, it's it's not going well um right i'm gonna say goodbye or we're gonna say goodbye to emma because there's going to be an extended version of this talk uh, we're going to cover the FAWC. It's already been pre-recorded. I just need to click a few buttons. Uh, but I need to say good formally goodbye to Emma because it's been great. Uh, Emma, thank you very much for coming. Well, thank you great. for
1: having me. I appreciate it. Um yeah. to catch up, Ronnie. So yeah. Yeah, we yeah. need to
0: we, we need to have a proper catch up. We do indeed. We, do.
1: we need to we do. proper meet and actually yeah. see <laughs> the actual human contact type form yeah
0: it's true it's true he said actually i do have a question for you which i'm going to message you afterwards actually it's to do with um tickets for way off in the future it's not for me it's for a friend who's asking i just i'm not sure who to speak to about it but you might have the answer
1: i might you have no
0: a idea. contact yeah you might have a contact <laughs> right let's see the last comment uh is Craig. It says uh thanks, Emma. Thanks indeed. Thanks. Yes, uh, Craig. Craig. Thanks, thanks Craig. Time. Appreciate it. Thanks for being with us, Craig and Rasmus and everyone else who's listened. And for if you're listening to this again on the podcast, which I need to sort out, uh please uh, send a comment or a question into at on and off the pit one on Twitter and uh, really appreciate it. Thanks again, Emma. Now I've got to click a few buttons to sort things out. This is how it is. Yeah. I've got to I've got to say goodbye to you formally. So once we leave this, you're literally going and I've got to do something else. Let's,
1: <laughs> no, okay, let's,
0: let's, hope, this, let's hope this works. I'll message you afterwards.
1: Good luck.
0: This is, this is not, yeah, exactly, exactly. The, the experiment begins. I right, feel a under
1: depression, like about clicking the wrong button here now, right? <laughs> <laughs> <I'll do it. laughs> I'll See, see you
0: later. Bye. 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 Right, guys. We're going to go over and uh, we're back on the other side. We were talking about the FAWC uh games, and I'll be doing an in depth um, review of the London City Alliances game versus Watford, which will have uh, post match comments. See you on the other side. Okay, so the league's taking. Shape for the FAWC or WSL2. Take your pick for the women's championship. Uh, Durham are, are pulling ahead at the moment, but not too far. And at the back, at the back of the list, Watford, who, for all their efforts, have still yet to get points on the board. But in between, there's been people moving up and down the league. There's winners, there's losers, and there's those who have kind of, kind of remained the same. So going to get into the whole thing with Watford because I did go and watch their game. Uh, They travelled away to London City Lionesses. It it was a good game, very entertaining game and it was on the FA player. Let's hope the highlights will be available on Google. Yeah, let's hope. Anyway, for one of the games uh, in terms of the fixtures, another London team, Crystal Palace, they were away, travelled up to Coventry. Coventry, who are still trying to get more than the points that they had on the board in the bag. And it was going to be another unsuccessful game for them. They scored two goals to Crystal Palace's. Three Crystal Palace will be over the moon with travelling away and getting all of the points. Goals from uh, Kirsty Barton, um, Sharp and Wilson. Wilson, you know whose goal was in one of the goals, goals of the month competition. Really good goal. Um, so I'm not surprised that she's popped up with the winning goal for Crystal Palace because she'd probably be in good spirits as has been nominated for Coventry yet to get up to speed Um, despite a first half goal from Ferguson and a second half goal from Hardy they just couldn't pull it out of the bag it is really difficult for Coventry and I've spoken before about what possibly isn't going right for them they're still having to kind of bed in the players that have arrived in the summer. So it just goes to show it probably takes a whole season, maybe nine months, six months, six to nine months of players getting used to one another in terms of um, passing patterns, understanding what players will do in terms of positional play, um, under pressure. Training is great. It's game time where things don't always go to plan. Uh, For Crystal Palace, it's really, really good for them. Absolutely fantastic for them. They're up into sixth place with eight points. Now, the, the top three or four teams, there's literally three points between them. You know, there's literally three points between them. So depending on how fixtures go going forward and Crystal Palace keep up their momentum, they can put themselves in that kind of top four bracket. But this league, as we already know, is very difficult. It's very challenging, and it isn't straightforward. On any given day, it's going to be a really tough game. And for the fans that are are following Coventry, You know, I'm sure that you have total support of the manager, total backing of the players, and you're just praying for when momentum will change for you. And it probably will at some point. For Crystal Palace, absolutely fantastic, as I've said. Three points on the road and three goals, which is always, always good. Now, another team who's doing quite well from the London area. London's calling. Joke. Um, this was a bit of a ding dong game, um, and I say ding dong in, in the best sense of the word. Uh, Charlton versus Bristol. Now, from the highlights, from the highlights that I've seen, you know there were plenty of chances for both teams to kind of wrap up the points. Plenty of good play down the wing from either team. Plenty of um, good passing opportunities where. The strikers really should have hit the back of the net, or at least tested the keeper significantly for them to kind of say that was a really good save. Some of the players will probably be upset, particularly from Bristol. To lose the game in the 94th minute is a really, really tough thing to take. So Charlton take spoils, they take the points, and it just goes to show that Karen has got a really tight unit down at Charlton, who themselves were at the bottom of the league uh, last season for a considerable period of time. So take heart Watford, take heart. But uh, for, for Bristol, who have come down from the WSL, this is kind of, not a sort of rude awakening, but it's a realisation, even with the players that they brought in, even with the players that have stayed and remained loyal to Bristol City and, and, and life in Bristol and, and embraced the Bristol way, You know, sometimes you really do need to take your chances. And it's not just us about them. I think this is a message right across the league. It doesn't matter who you're playing, uh, who your opponents are. You could have possession until the cows come home. It is the weakest statistic going in terms of football, unless you score goals. Doesn't mean anything. And I think on reflection for this game, Charlton will beat like super duper happy with the fact that they've taken the points and they've taken it in a fashion which most neutrals will will say that was a really great ending to a game absolutely gut-wrenching for Bristol fans absolutely gut-wrenching but you know and, and a fantastic header to boot detailed build-up play patient didn't snatch at shooting towards goal really thought about what they were trying to do as they went to get the winner. And you know, perseverance, persistence, and precision passing and across had to be met with a header like that. And, and what a way to win the game. It, it was um absolutely fantastic header to go in. Superb. So congrats to Charlton. Really good stuff for them. Unlucky Bristol. Bristol, you know, uh, in, the, in not in the bottom half, but they're, you know, in ninth place, not necessarily where they want to. That would have probably moved them up onto 10 points if they did win or up into, you know, mid-table, seventh roundabout about where Sunderland are at the moment. You know, Charlton are fourth with 12 points in the bag. So it just goes to show how easy it is to move up the league and how easy it is to kind of tread water So you look at the league, you look at the league and those at the bottom, even though they're down at the bottom, they're still still within the rear view mirror. They can still be touched. And for those who are just in front, you know, it's about picking up momentum and making sure that you you don't fall as the the season continues. But again, fantastic for, for Charlton, brilliant winning goal. Precision cross, fantastic for them. A great goal by Abby Harrison, you know, fantastic bit of skill down by uh, the touchline, skipping past the player. How the defender didn't get to her, I don't know, but superb, superb finish, emphatic finish. So, you know, um, Charlton win that game by two goals, one. But for Bristol, they will feel, I say they will feel hard done by. They will feel hard done by, and I'm sure their fans will be, you know, understanding to a degree, but they'll be upset. Sorry Dean I just want to watch the game sorry uh another game um after a really good goal last week no no joy for you this week, saffron. You can score those bullet goals every other every other game not not every game uh Lewis played at home. And they won their game by one goal to a very, very early strike within the second minute. Um, uh, so fantastic for, for Lewis. They show, again, how difficult they are as a team to beat at home. Uh, Marshalled well by Rian Cleverly at the back. And they've got some good players going forward. For Blackburn, it's a little bit of a stutter for them. You know, a little bit of a stutter because Blackburn have got some good players. and They've got a good heart and they play some good football. Um, but it's one of those days it just it just didn't go for blackburn and it did for lewis again I'm, i'm i'd really like there to be highlights of this available on google is it possible is it asking for a friend or friends and me loads of friends um moving away from there um which i thought would have been a really big game you know i didn't say big not so i thought it is a big game in terms of geography it's a huge game it's, a, it's what they call a, a derby good old-fashioned derby to degree. uh sunderland played host to durham and durham doing what durham do at the moment they're scoring goals beth hepworth again in the scoreline uh, score line for for durham as she was last season you know goal. Goals in the, the second half for them, uh, So Durham take all of the points and with two goals. Sunderland have dropped off a little bit, and I don't know if that's because uh, teams have found out how to to play against them. I'm sure they'll regroup, come come back again, be stronger. I'm sure they will do whatever they need to do to, to re-energise, in a sense, with, with, with what they're trying to do in the league. But for Durham, it's fantastic. I say they're at the top of the league. They've got 15, 15 points, um, played six games, was really good goals for 11. And the goal difference is always going to be key in this league. So you've got to score your goals and you've got to keep a clean sheet. You really, really do have to keep a clean sheet. It is um, it is imperative that you have to keep a clean sheet for, for them. So Sunderland have gone down the league a little bit. They're in seventh place. Um, they're on eight points. So... I'm not sure if the league is going to say that this is where they're meant to be, considering they're, they're new to this league. But, you know, they've, they've demonstrated so far that they're, they're a good bunch of players. They're very technical, they're hardworking, and they have a plan. So I, I would say that they would probably see this game against Durham as, a, as a, slight, a slight blip in the road, a very small blip in terms of what's happening for them. What we're going to do is uh, take a short break and come back with the the other fixtures in the FAWC. or WSL2, take pick. (laughs) Yo, we're back. Who knew? Who knew what would go on? The games, as we say, the league is taking shape. The league is taking shape. So um, Sunderland, Sunderland lose Durham win and it you know carries on for them is, and it's really going well for Durham as we've mentioned. So for one of the early games that took place on Saturday Sheffield United and Liverpool between them um you know so many former players from either side former manager returning in terms of um Liverpool uh, former players that were at Liverpool now, Sheffield, et cetera. Former manager who was at Liverpool now, Sheffield, et cetera. You know, this was a game where there's probably so much more than just the points on the line. It was about character. It's probably about, you know, a little bit of upmanship in terms of uh, the bragging rights from the players and, you know, you shouldn't have let me go kind of thing. Uh, but Sheffield, for all of their might uh, in the early part of this season so far, they're unable to deal with Liverpool. They were unable to keep a clean sheet, and they could have lost by more than two goals. It looked like they were unable to uh, to, to, to deal with the crosses and the passing Liverpool um, into the box. Very early on, there should have been um, a goal for Liverpool from a cross, a pinpoint cross, a diving header just past the post. Um, not enough pressure on the ball from Sheffield in terms of Liverpool's play. They were able to, to, to move the ball around far too freely it would seem. And um, uh, what a first goal from um, Wardlaw, which was absolutely sublime, had the time to almost pause and the measure of where the keeper is or was at the time and uh, put the ball in the back of the net. It's absolutely a a really good and measured goal um, uh, by by, uh, Wardlaw uh, for the first goal. Uh, Liverpool could have had more. It looked like Liverpool could have scored maybe another one, two, definitely. So the scoreline isn't necessarily wrong, you say, in terms of possession. You would actually say that Liverpool deserved the win. Sheffield, good footballing outfit, hit a little bit of a bump in the road, not necessarily going well for them, you know. So we'll see how they, you know, respond going forward. They are still. In the top part of the table, they've got ten points. They're fifth. Dropped down a little bit. They've slipped a little bit in terms of where they are. Liverpool now in second place, and it, it could have gone. I, you know, it could it could have been to Sheffield? They could have gone uh, to, to second themselves um, if they've got the points. And it's and it is it doesn't matter in in this league about the possession stats it really doesn't matter at all and i'm saying that now in relation to this game but in terms of the next game that we're going to talk about which is the london city lionesses versus watford it definitely definitely is the case now for that game you know i went down there and it's really good footballing uh team down there what can i say really good footballing team down there um I assumed that this was going to be, you know, the start for them. It was going to be a very difficult afternoon for Watford. I had walked in thinking that, you know, London City Lions were going to actually, you know, score easily. They'd do it in the first half. This was a massive weekend of football for, for them in terms of the championship. You know, they had the opportunity, if they scored so many, a certain amount of goals, a certain number of goals that they would move up. Uh, Moved significantly up the league in terms of places. Um, you know, for that, but for, from Watford's point of view, what I saw with a team that has resolve, they have application, they have attitude, you know, and, and considering the possession that, that London City Lionesses had, you know, you got to half time and you thought, is this going to be one of those days? Is this going to be one of those days where you have all the possession, and there's going to be a freak moment where the opposition sc- score a goal and then they dig in deep and they defend for their lives. You know, um, that was a really bad one, Bodies on the Line. Um, and they do, like, an, a, 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 you know, in terms of the film, like a 300 number. that doesn't matter what's coming our way, we're just stopping everything. Um, and I would say at half time, Watford definitely would have felt much more confident about how things were going because it it they had weathered the storm and that's what it was it weathered the storm It was a torrent of attack From the London City Lionesses or LCL as abbreviated um, They had they had corners in the first half that were in the double figures More than 10 could have been 12 could have been 14 either side they were crossing from either flank the crosses were coming in, you know, low. They were coming in high. The format was changing all the time. The, the patterns of play, the attacking prowess that the um, London City lionesses had, you know, really should have reaped more rewards than a nil-nil after 45 minutes. They just could not get close enough to the goal to cause a, a serious threat. And it, it may have been the final ball. It may have been a decision by a player at that particular moment to 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 either shoot or not shoot or the pass over here or whatever else. But it was, it was one of those games where you just thought, it can't be nil-nil, Watford are going to go and score. So, you know, in the first half, I would say, from Watford's point of view, in terms of the possession, you know, they probably had six attempts going forward, like six. Maybe I'm being harsh, but it seemed like they had no more than six concerted, planned, passing forays forward into to the LCL's half towards their goal. There was a glimpse at one point where they, they had like a like a two on two or two on one where the pass was over here and it did, couldn't work it out and and then you kind of thought oh so there, there is a possibility they could score. Um, it just. It just didn't work out for, for the Lionesses, London City Lionesses in the half. And, 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 and in truth, if you wanted to label the first half, and i are talking about it, it was like a torrent of attacks, I would have called it like an occupation. It wasn't just an attack. They camped in the Watford half. That's how much possession LCL had in this game. Great play by the players, great play by um. Left-back Townsend, who was absolutely instrumental going forward in the first half. Phenomenal left-back, great player. I know that the, the player of the match was already named, um, you know, on the FA player, et cetera, but I thought she was phenomenal. Going forward, really, really good. Stood out for me, player that stood out. Uh, both teams, in, in, in terms of the second half, moved players around the game. Uh, from Watford's point of view, they, um, uh, Fatou Gbadada. She 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 started it on the right hand side. I'm sure. I think she moved over to the left. Um, I hope I've got that right. I believe I have. And just that that mere change of flank, more more freedom going forward. Watford had more more urgency. They were higher up the pitch. They had more press about them. Um, they they caused more of a concern straight away at the beginning of the second half for a, for a considerable bulk of the for, of the game. And it looked, despite all of LCL's possession, that this game was going to slip away. It was going to be one game that, you know, foolhardily you would have said, and I, I was one of those that said they can score two goals. They could probably score three goals because Watford have conceded, you know, quite a number of goals in the game so far that this was a game that that was going to happen. And it didn't turn out to be the pace and the case. Um, uh, Fatou got Dada. uh, Her pace, her direct run, her cutting side, her shot was the the start of the confusion, deflection. Not sure what was going on in the defensive part there for LCL. Couldn't clear it. Ball spun up in the air, and before you know it, you know Watford have scored. You know Warder's poacher's goal. Great finish, tucked it in, spun away. Everyone's happy for Watford. You know, I don't know what was going on for LCL at that point in time, but they had total control of this game. So, you know, again, I'll go over the, the point that I mentioned earlier. Possession as a stat is absolute crap. It doesn't mean anything. It's the goals you score and the goals you concede are the most important. Keep a clean sheet, score goals. And the first 45 minutes for, for LCR against Watford will be the one they'll look at the most. I don't think they'll look at the game, you know, because they've won the game. I will say from a from a footballing point of view, the first 45 minutes is the bit that you analyse the most because you corrected what you didn't do in the first half, or they corrected it um, in the second half. You know, and you know, with the goal, Watford's presence increased, their confidence increased, they again pushed further up the field, they were there were more much bolder going forward. They were pressing, they are passing, and they were attacking as well uh, with precision and taking their time, which they hadn't done before. You know, their their passes were either over here, either too short or not to the player specifically. And I think when you have confidence, those things kind of gel, gel really, really well. Uh, Substitutions from um, London City Lionesses, you know, effective straight away. None on... Pacey, direct, good dribbler, close control, um, started to cause problems on, on the far side for for LCL, uh, tried to get balls into the box, looked to link up, and, you know, great play out wide again from London City Lionesses on the right-hand side, Ball comes across, and none is there to to, to poke on the equaliser. And, you know, that at that point then, I, I, I kind of sensed a little bit of relief that, London City Lionesses could then not wrestle back control, but kind of feel like, oh my gosh, we can at least get a point out of this game. At least for Watford, they would have been disappointed definitely because you know they went ahead and they were you know in the ascendancy in terms of like possession and in terms of actual goal threat going forward because they they up and up until that point, LCL really didn't have too much to contend with defensively. Um, but for the rest of the game once the equaliser was there uh, london city lioness is you know pulling some great passes together um in midfield rogers um you know is it the, the, i've got the, i've got the name wrong i think it's it's i heard the presenter say maya and i think it was M-Muya on 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 the team sheet May have got that wrong but a really talented player on, on, on that side of the pitch the right side Should have scored on two occasions, ball came across, didn't take it, wasn't confident enough, didn't feel, you could see the side foot wasn't true, didn't have enough venom in it, but a great, great finish uh, by Rossiter, picks up the ball, comes in from the outside left, comes in on the right hand side and a a, a really low curling shot past uh, the keeper's left hand, secured the points for London City Lionesses. you know they will be happy with the result but they won't be happy with the overall performance i don't think so um very easily this game could have been a banana skin for a team that have started very very well in the league and and, and and are getting the results and are kind of not necessarily pulling up trees and everyone's going oh look at them but they're steadily doing things and they're doing things doing things well um and again, I say at the beginning, I, I thought Watford would have been uh, an easy game to, 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 for LCL to win. I will say, even though Watford didn't win the game, there's enough of what I've seen from them in terms of their togetherness, their willingness not to let teams roll, roll over them and, and not concede that at some point in time in the league, they're gonna get points. It just depends who they're gonna get points against. And and it'll be someone else's banana skin. It wasn't London City Lionesses day. They, they escaped, but it it so easily could have been <clears throat> so easily could have been um their banana skin. And uh yeah very very good. So in terms of the league going you know going forward lots of lots of fantastic fixtures coming up. Who knows <laughs> Who knows who's going to win this league? It's and every game is a game that both teams can win, and I've seen that today. And at any point, it looked like it looked like Watford were going to take the points and at, at least a draw. Um, yeah, it's one of those games. So you know, London City Lionesses will be happy. They will be happy that they are uh, still close to the pack, close to the pack. In third, um, and if they hadn't have conceded and they scored another goal, I believe they could have been second. But they sit third or thirteenth. Could have been second. So again, it just goes to show. Um, out of all of the stats that are the most boring and probably stats in terms of misdirection, possession, it's a bullshit stat. Yeah, goals. Don't concede. Score loads. Anyway, um that's the roundup in terms of the. Championship S, s or should I say WSL2, some acronyms, um, After the game, I caught up with both of the managers, Clinton and Melissa, and, and Harley from London City Lionesses, and uh, you can hear their thoughts now. And once we've heard their thoughts, I'll be back with you. In a
2: Defensively, we were brilliant. We got into half time at 0 0, which is something we've been desperately wanting to do. Um, yeah, we were much more organised that possession. They found it incredibly hard to break us down. Um, we had a, a fair few chances, took one of them. Um, but no,
0: look, overall it's hard to take, but you know, we played well. And in terms of like going forward, the spirit in the camp, considering the defeat, is it, is it still good or do you think it's very difficult going forward considering yeah. it new to the league? No, We, we recognise that look, it's going to take a little while for us because we've in a, a lot of players, they're still gelling, we've had an incredibly difficult start, a lot of away games um, and I think that it's, the, it's going to take time, it's a long season. Um, I'm confident that we'll, we'll pick up some wins and we'll pick up some points along the way, certainly if we play like that, but the players, you know, they're disappointed of course, but they're taking some positives from it, which is good. A game where you definitely had the bulk of the possession, but are you slightly disappointed in terms of the, the goal that you conceded?
2: I think if we're disappointed by anything it's just we know we're capable of more Um, whether it's finishing our chances that we had in the first half and being a bit more clinical or um, playing with the sense of urgency that we did after going down a goal and so I think if if we're disappointed it's with that but of course we look at it and it's still three points it's still win. there's plenty of things to celebrate and uh, within our style of play there's some really good things coming off that are getting us quality opportunities so it's just about that competitive edge.
0: And in terms of like going forwards, your next fixture, do you are you going to change anything in terms of your approach? You're going to still kind of say, look, we need to do the basics, like you say, scoring your chances.
2: Yeah, I mean, you look at it today. I mean, made five changes in the game or four changes in the game, and we have depth in that group of good people. So we've got a team that we know everyone's ready for their moment and everyone's capable. And we've made a few changes from lineup to lineup and. Um, and had different players who performed well in different matches. So um, I think we have to look at each match as an isolated event. And, and Durham, you know, obviously we've got County Cup, but Durham, our next league match, um, they pose a very different challenge than anywhere else. It's, it's a battle of physicality and competing. Um, and so I think we'll have to, to be up for that. Um, but yeah, as long as we continue to create the way that we have, we'll put
3: ourselves in a good position.
0: What was that result like for you?
3: Obviously, to go in 1 0 down and get the three points in the end is, feels that little bit better, but equally in the same breath, I think for us to, to concede and for that, we need that to then get us going. I think it's a little bit disappointing, but a good reaction in the end to get the three points.
0: Before today's game, there was a possibility that if you scored a certain amount of goals, you could have been second. Was that on your mind?
3: Yeah, of course, um, but I try and put that when, you know, that comes up in, in conversation, I try and say, you know, it's, we just take each game as it comes and if we do the right things and get the points and we'll be where we need to be at the end of the season. So for us, it's just taking each game as it comes. But yeah, obviously that's always in the back of really our minds. Of mind. <laughs> you've
0: got quite a few new players this season. Mm. What's the feel amongst the players in the camp in terms of this season? Because you're, you're, you're sitting third in the yeah. table, so it must be good.
3: Yeah. I mean, we've really strengthened our side. I think Mel's done great at the recruitment that she's brought in, um, bringing people that want to come and compete and obviously win the league with us. Um, and, yeah, obviously, the standing we train and we train how we play and we try and bring that energy. But, yeah, obviously, we've strengthened our side and I think that's shown in our results and where we're sitting currently.
0: I just want to watch the game. Right, so that's it for now. This was the FAWC Roundup, a part of On and Off the Pitch. I thought I'd give you guys a little bit of an extended roundup, because we miss so much of it when we do the, the kind of combined WSL and FAWC chat. So anyway, that's it for now. More from me soon. And if you'd like to follow, it's the Twitter handle is at On and Off P-I-T-1 from there you can see the links to the youtube channel please do subscribe do send a comment send a question and if i haven't spoken about a team apologies in advance we're trying we are definitely trying until next time laters